on, everybody? It's your buddy. It's your pal, Spass Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check, and you don't see my pretty sexy face, so you know I'm not alone. It's not quite NXT, but we got Mr. Jake DeMarco. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, broski? Glad to be back and uh, ready to go ahead and talk a quite interesting bit of uh, fantasy wrestling. You know? Yeah. Could be coming, you know, becoming a reality, but we'll see what happens. I mean, we don't know yet. The, wor- the worst part of fantasy booking is we always come up with better things than any of the companies give us. So we're shooting ourselves yeah. in the foot, essentially. And then somehow they end up making you feel terrible. You know, WWE reports yeah. coming out today, not them officially, but, you know, there's reports about WWE that the reason that Bray lost at Mania was because he requested to have time off because he was going through severe mental issues and depression. See, I didn't want to react to that because I didn't know how accurate it was. And it's sort of one of those, on the off chance that it's not true, we don't want to be the fans that suddenly make it true. Exactly, but with how bad the the Mania booking ended up being and how they started the match with the Brody Lee tribute, Mm. it really does kind of offer some credence to that theory. But Well, if he wanted it to be a tribute to his friend and it ended up being crap. So yeah, every, everything was fantasy booked much better than what we got, as you were saying. So you mean what you mean? You mean you didn't like Alexa Bliss on the box-like structure with the goo oozing from her orifices? No. Well, the only problem with that was it wasn't my goo. And anyways, Pornhub. Anyways, so initially we were going to be using this time to talk about uh, WrestleMania backlash, but we're not doing that. You know why? Because WrestleMania backlash looks like shit. <laughs> Yeah. So there's, we'll talk about... Anything that's semi-interesting is blatantly predictable. You know Cesaro's not going to win. The match will be good, but come on. My thing is, I'm sort of picking out, like, hey, what are just the people that I like? I like Rhea Ripley. I like The Miz. I like Damian Priest. They're going to be put in lackluster scenarios, and I'm going to cry a little bit. Yeah. So instead of trying to make ourselves believe that that's going to be a good pay-per-view, instead we're going to we're going to come here tonight. We're going to talk about a guy that just left the sinking ship in the form of Daniel Bryan. Uh I guess we have to talk first about like how he left. He yeah. left like the I all the rest not on top but by going out on top, I guess you could say. I was going to say like he he had a he had a really good WrestleMania match that he was adamant himself at some points that he didn't want to be in because he wanted it to be like the edge Roman champion rumble winner and sort of we had fantasy booked at the time that he was going to go maybe up against Jay and then Jay got thrown in the battle royal that was on WrestleMania Smackdown because WrestleMania was two and a half days long. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately. But no, like every you talk to every wrestler or like every like journeyman wrestler, they say, oh, well, if, well, if you're going to leave, you figure out who the top guy is and you put them over on your way out. Well, who's the main guy? Like all, all due respect to Lashley and Drew McIntyre and not so much Braun Strowman, it's Roman Reigns. Yeah. And he put Roman, Roman over, like he absolutely there's, put there's Roman no over on his way out. There's no butts about it. There, there's just no way that it, Roman isn't that guy. Yeah. Roman is the reason, especially now with the Jimmy stuff that we'll have to talk about in a different video, like, he's the reason SmackDown is the good... We've gone from NXT is the only good show to just simply Raw is the shit show. Well, Raw has gone down in the ratings. NXT, unfortunately, has dropped down as well. Yeah. I hate to say that and see it, but AEW dropped down this week by 50 I was going to say, it's across well, the board. The only it's... thing that went up was SmackDown. Yeah. I will say the uh, you know my biases being what they are towards NXT, um, I will admit that AEW's always been a bit ahead, right? But both shows, as soon as they split, as soon as NXT went to Tuesdays, 
they both came out swinging and both just fell after that. So you have to imagine it was just the curiosity factor that first week because we we know AEW, congratulations to them, went over a million and all that kind of stuff. But NXT got a good strong number again, and it sucks right now because like to me NXT and AEW in a quite quite a different way, but like both shows are hitting like harder than they have in a while, and both of them are falling while they're hitting harder than they have in a while. It's really bizarre. But turning to SmackDown, turning to Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the head of the table, the current reigning, defending champion, da-da-da-da, put over by Daniel Bryan on his way out. And little did we know at the time that it was real as hell, and his contract was over, and that's about it. And it's surprising and underwhelming in a way, but it's also very Daniel Bryan in a way to just sort of like do, do the work and just sort of quietly step away. Because as that, that, that is Daniel Bryan in full essence. That that hmm. epitomizes Daniel Bryan's character and who he is and was as a wrestler. Hmm. Now, what kills me though is that he said, and it, it, it is partially due to the booking, and not that he didn't win. He he said it wasn't about winning to him, but the way that the the match concluded, and I can certainly see why, like the double stack pin and leaving some controversy to it. But he said he went out there and it just didn't feel the same. It didn't feel right to him and, yeah and did he say something he like knew. it didn't it like this is like um when he had the big uh do you believe in miracles moment a couple years ago like that felt like a daniel bryan match he felt like yes. he wasn't he felt like daniel bryan wasn't in a daniel bryan match exactly and that point. that must be terrible because everybody else must be looking at you saying like what do you mean you're the main event of wrestlemania how can you not be appreciating this but like I get what he means because I, I understand it exactly. Ten, you know, in spades, tenfold. Because with it. with no disrespect to him, I was hoping they wouldn't make it a triple threat. Because I was very intrigued by like we finally got this Roman Reigns that we can get behind. Yeah, obviously for many, many, many reasons, I'm going to be behind Edge. Obviously, hometown boy. Obviously, the the comeback story is amazing, even though it happened in front of no crowd. Exactly, but. Um, but this this was and and they had the heels just win all the way through. Lashley won for no discernible reason. Oh no, same... one one very definable reason. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, um, but well, you know why the main event motive, yeah, of night one was so important. Oh, I just. We we we've been saying it for a long time. We have to do we have to do the podcast eventually on how like identity politics is a cancer in pro wrestling. Well, they even said with, like, the cancel culture stuff, because today, Charlotte, all she did was like a tweet that Gal Gadot posted about a stance on Israel, mm. and people went nuts ripping Charlotte apart. Mm. And then she took it down, and she instantly covered her ass by pulling a me and being like, oh, no, I didn't mean to hit like, it was a pocket like. Mm. Which is bullshit. Yeah, anyways. but just but just ask Jackson Riker. You're not allowed to have an unpopular opinion on Twitter. Well, that's the point, though, but that's what uh, – I forget who chimed in. Someone else chimed in after that and said basically that you know the same thing, being like, this is the bullshit that you need to stop. Ever, what? People can't have a differing opinion, and they're right. So. No, it's, that, it's not that they can have a different opinion than you. It's they can't have a different opinion from what is the decided – the decided yeah. popular opinion. Yeah, that's my point. But um, anyways, we're going to we're gonna do a video like that another day, I'm sure. We've been talking – you and I have been talking about it for quite a while. Let's be real. Um, but it is the most – probably the most – for YouTubers, podcasters, content creators, it is the probably the most cookie-cutter thing you can imagine to be like, 
oh, where's this guy going to go next? Who do I want to see him face? So guess what we're going to do, Jake? (laughs) We're going to talk about where Daniel Bryan might go, and more to the point, who do we want to see him face? And I've chosen five at random. You've chosen five at random. We've both got a couple of honorable mentions in case we've got one that doubles up. So by the end of this, we should have ten decent matches available to Daniel Bryan outside of WWE. Yes. Now, we both agreed that there's one person that the whole world is going to say should be on this list. Yeah. And I said I wasn't going to add him. You you sort of said you didn't intend on adding him either. We will mention him as as an honorable mention because he's carrying about 100 belts right now. He must be compensating for something. But I will say Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega would be fun. Oh, it would be a great match, no doubt. Absolutely. It's one of those things you know where even though I've now. been I've been pretty honest that like I get I, I watch a Kenny Omega match, I enjoy a Kenny Omega match, I'm still at that I don't understand the god status some people have him at stage. Yeah, but, I don't I, I, I never saw him that way either, but But there isn't there is an element of it where you know what, I'll I'll enjoy the match because the match in ring will be fantastic and I know that there's enough people out there that aren't me that will get so much more out of it that you can take a small amount of positivity with that as well. Like when, uh, what's a good example? Uh, before I got on, I got on the train with Daniel Bryan in the early days of his career in WWE. When I find, when I sort of found him a bit annoying, I watched the the Daniel Bryan Super Cena show where he basically went over Triple H while he was already broken, took a sledgehammer to the face, and still won a triple threat match at the end of the night. I made a video afterwards saying he was more Cena than Cena, but that wasn't the popular opinion. The majority of the world loved him. I could I could enjoy their enjoyment in like a secondhand yeah, type of way. And that was what And I think a what? lot of people for Kenny Omega would be that now. And I don't and it sounds like I'm ba- and it sounds like I'm backhand in Kenny Omega, I'm not. The guy's no. a fantastic wrestler. Obviously, he's made a hell of a career for himself. He's just, he's not on the top of my list is about the only nasty thing I'm going to say, and that's, even even with that being said, like, he's got a triple threat match coming up soon at Double or Nothing that I'm looking forward to, because there's three guys in that match that I find interesting. Exactly, and, and it really, you know, we know the outcome, but how they're going to get yeah. there is certainly intriguing. Anyways, but uh, no, we had to. We we we'd be idiots if we didn't acknowledge that a lot of people will think Kenny Omega should be on this list. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, pick somebody at random off your list, and as I said, uh, you've got some bonus names. I've got some bonus names. So if we double up on a couple, we'll pull the uh, the reserve team off the bench, so to speak. Yes. So who you got? My number one, well, actually, not, not not my number one, but my number five, I should say, really, is Eddie Kingston. Uh, the the, the build-up to this would be incredible. Face or heel, Eddie would, would have the promo game of his life. Yeah. And this, this would just be stellar. Plus the fight in the ring with how far Eddie's willing to go and how much abuse he's willing to take and Daniel's never-give-up attitude, I think that would be just exciting and and just fun just harken back to the you know shikara type feel you know days of of that you know stiff style and uh the 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 real you know uh hardcore thug kind of commentary we could get from these two it would be hilarious but so enjoyable it's funny you know as soon as you said that i thought these two guys are so different 
but they could tell such a similar story in promo because Kingston will come out there and be like, yo, let me tell you about the hard you know, the hard life and, you know, the scrapes that I've had to go to, all the little dives that I've had to go to to try and scrape myself up a, a reputation to get to where I am now. And you could have Daniel Bryan, not in a sarcastic way, but in a very real way, be like, do you think I haven't done the same thing? Do you know what company I just came from? You could do one of those. Like, do you think a lot of guys like me get as far as I got in that company? Like, he could do a whole lot of that company stuff, yeah. which is... And, and I'm sorry, like, I hate it usually, but it would work in this case. It would work. I'm like, not crazy about you know it. What, you know there's, like, three small guys in in that other company that actually made it as far as me? One was a luchador, and one was the sexy boy, and everybody else it was the land of the giants. Like, do you think your struggle's that different from mine? And, I mean, no matter who you put in, like, I don't think you could put roles on that. No, uh, no matter who's face, no matter who's heel, Brian could still play the underdog. Uh, Kingston could be sort of like have that overwhelming quality that he has because he's not a pretty fighter. No, but he's he's an artist with that not pretty style because he's scrappy, yet he's strategic, yet he's strong style, yet he's stiff, but yet he's protective. It's, It's really quite interesting. So I, I, I like that. I like that. I've got a very, work. I've got somebody that I've picked for very similar reasons that we're going to talk mm. about later on. Now, I'm going to cheat right off the bat because <laughs> it's my show and why not? Uh, technically, somebody that was in WWE. Okay. Uh, I don't think they ever crossed paths, and definitely it's the AEW version of this person that I want to see face Brian. I think he could push Brian as a brawler. I think he could push Brian from a technical perspective, and I think he would overwhelm Brian from the endurance high flyer point of view. It's Pac. Yeah. I think the bastard Pac versus, like, the super babyface Daniel Bryan, like... Yeah, because when Neville turned heel in the cruiserweight division, yeah, he was already in the cruiserweights. Yeah. So he was nowhere near Daniel. And Daniel Bryan, I don't believe, was wrestling again at that point in time. Uh, yeah, I think it's in the time that he was out. It's uh, it's interesting. As I think as, they they uh, pass, you know, pads on the indies, but I'm not. Well, again, that would have been Pack, not necessarily Neville, right? Yeah, but but either which way, still that would be. I don't think he's ever faced him as Pack and, and as a heel. So that would be so interesting. I was going to say, as, as uh, most people know that are listening to this channel, you guys know right now I'm doing the NXT Rewind series, doing all the old NXT takeovers. And in the early days of TakeOver, the champion was Adrian Neville. So to see the pack we have now and the Adrian Neville of early days NXT, and mm-hmm. then to remember that sort of in the middle, we got the King of the Cruiserweights, which was sort of like a beginning stage of me being able to see what Pac was outside of WWE. Yeah, he was becoming... Enzo did kind of fuck him. (laughs) He did screw him. (laughs) I don't know a better way to put it than just he fucked him, but... And then, unfortunately, he could never get his revenge or anything because of the Enzo getting fired and then him walking out and all that. You know, he just didn't want to deal with it, so he walked out. He was done. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I don't know about Jake, but Enzo Amore is not on my list. He's not on mine either, but I, I've got some surprises. So go ahead. Yeah. and uh... I do think uh, just like I don't 
this isn't going to turn into a big diatribe about AEW, but no. um, one thing I resented a lot uh, when AEW first came along, and you had people leaving from WWE, and it's a big victory every time AEW grabs a WWE guy because AEW is going to save them all, and I don't necessarily agree with that. All yeah, the time. go to AEW, go to AEW. Oh, they're fired. Go to AEW. Now Zelina yeah. Vega's apparently going back to WWE. <laughs> there's a there's a whole podcast of material there too, which is I sad because I like Zelina Vega, so I don't want to shut her. I do as well. Much. I mean, it's it's not what I want to see. I just want her to be happy, I guess. But well, Alistair Black is daughter. is finally starting to get a push again, so that's a thing. Alistair Black is somebody I should have put on this list, but he's well, in WWE. Yeah, I know. Thankfully, there was there was quite a few WWE people I wanted to see. Adam Cole, you know, and him had a great mm. match. And I would love to see that again. Kyle O'Reilly would be, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a bunch of people, obviously, but straying away from WWE. We, if uh, the companies, right, and and originally you and I were going to have a, a slightly different conversation about this because we thought when he left SmackDown he was going to go to NXT. If, yeah, the, if the brands were more separate, like if 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 NXT had a little bit of, of independence and you could, like, quote-unquote, leave WWE – for NXT, there's an yeah. abundance of matches we could have there. Oh my god! I so mean, much. but you know, you know what my dream would be? Honestly, I know we we can even turn that into a video eventually. But just as a teaser, I would I would love more than anybody to see Pat McAfee versus Daniel Bryan. Oh my god! I think that they could tell such a great in-ring story together that would be so unbelievable and so easy to tell i mean pat coming in and being like oh you used to be great but you're not anymore and you know that kind of thing like look what i did against adam cole and i lasted longer than you did and you could say all these things and you know my com- competition in war game it writes itself would be great well, but we, we know we know basically. that the, the the branding of war of um takeover is still like one of the highest valued like brandings in wwe right now and we also know there's a rumor that WWE might be going back to Madison Square Garden soon. Can you imagine, in an NXT context, Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan at NXT TakeOver Madison Square Garden? Oh my god, it would be... <laughs> that was a slight Explosive. detour. That was a slight detour from what we're what we're doing here. But no, just, it is one of the times that I do have to give AEW a lot of credit because it, it was absolutely transformative to see when the guy that I knew as Adrian Neville or Neville or the King of the Cruiserweights show yes. up in, in AEW as Pack for a version of him that I've never seen before, there's a version. Of, and for all the different reasons, like all the different styles of fight that I just mentioned, like mm-hmm. all, Daniel Bryan has all those dimensions, and it would be cool to see somebody that could almost mirror him in that way. So my first choice is Pack. Yeah, I was already familiar with and enjoying the bastard, so that's why I was really excited that he yeah. uh, was able to finally go ahead and be in AEW and then come back to AEW after being dealing with not deportation but you know all the travel yeah. issues and basically they were know, just trying to get to the, to the country they were just trying to get that uh, death triangle thing up off the ground as well <laughs> yeah they wanted to make it believable so. oh my god it's not on my list but never mind you might have it on your list i'm going i'm going to leave that one alone anyway right, who, so who you got my next number 4 is for a bit of uh revenge or retribution or a a kind of uh, a story in a sense that I I hate saying, oh, it writes itself, but it does. Now, this person just entered Impact, and here they are. They're, they're, you know, redefining who they are as a person. It's W. Morrissey. That's right. The former seven-foot-tall, and you can't teach that. I would love to see him after what happened between him and Daniel Bryan, leading to him essentially getting fired 
in WWE with mm. the Daniel Bryan little person and everything that transpired oh there. Oh my God! When he just came out, and his his whole promo was just saying, "Hey, I'm taller than you." Yeah, exactly. It was ridiculous and it was a, a terrible look and didn't need to work out that way. So. What I'm hoping for, honestly, here is for retribution. Morrissey goes ahead and says, hey, you know, I... I... Wait a minute, retribution? You want to see Daniel Bryan versus Slapjack? <laughs> no, never again. No, 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 no. But, yeah, I think it would be a just real great story. I don't even I don't even care about the match. For me, this is all about yep. the story. It led to me getting fired in WWE. Well, I'm a different person now, and I'm going to show you that. And he could be a heel and a face. He can get cheered and booed. Like there's, there's endless possibilities of how you want to tell this and write it. And the great thing, but the great thing about great. that, and the, and we we saw it in the later days of SmackDown before he left, is like he's a put over machine. So yes. as much as you, we'll as much as you say it is about the story, it is about the characters, it's not about the match. The match would be great. And in that case, yeah. the one, oh, the one, the one that benefits out of that 110% is Morrissey, and that's okay. Because I mean, like if you talk to or not talk to, because I haven't talked to Daniel Bryan. I'm not one of those people. But if you hear him talk in interviews and whatever, he's he's about, like, putting it out there, not, like... He's he's not in there pulling a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately. It's more like, no. uh, you know, what what can I what can I dip my what brush in? For you now? Yeah. He's in the... Well, he's not... He wasn't reaching, like we said, he wasn't reaching for the Mania main event. He was trying to put, like, Gable and Otis and Cesaro and all these people over. So, yeah, he, he really was. He was not trying to make himself have something more than he yeah. deserved by any means and and by the end by the end of his time there he looked so goddamn relaxed like you gotta be happy for the guy yes like i think it was, it was one of those like different like fans fans are about. bummed because they're not going to turn on the tv and they're not going to see him but in the most positive way possible as he did walk out i don't think he cares no, I don't think Like, he so. cares about the fans, obviously, but he's not, oh my god, I just left the big guy, where am I going now? Like, I think Daniel Bryan has that, like, awesome level of, I really don't give a shit. My wife is on two awesome TV shows, and they're Hall of Famers. I, maybe I'll go home and be, like, the sexy house husband for a while or something. <laughs> like, I, don't, I really don't, like, for, for somebody that I don't obviously know personally, I don't, I bet Daniel Bryan couldn't be paid to give a fuck. Yeah, I, I really money never motivated him. Anyways, yeah. it was I would I would love to I, I would love to pull I would love to pull up like no DQ and find out that like him and Punk showed up at some high school gym and just put on like some Broadway classic out of nowhere for no reason. Yeah, sixty minute, sixty minute you know, Iron Man in front of like ten people in a gym yeah, no, with no like a broken left. ring. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh uh, my god! Speaking of smaller independent companies and of course my biases you knew that I was going to check it off the Spass Phoenix bucket list I knew it was coming current dual champion Destiny ooh, ooh. W Destiny World Wrestling champion and Impact X Division champion Josh Alexander great choice there the guy is, like, and this isn't about Brian. This is all about, like, me being a huge fan of Josh Alexander. But, like, the guy is so fun to watch. And I've had so many opportunities to see him up close and personal. Yeah. Um, and once, you, once you were talking about, you know, the, the, the Fed so much, I eventually was checking him out on YouTube. And, obviously, he's their current, like, yep. big star being the champion and whatnot. So well, I've he took the belt off Pete Dunn. Yes. 
and I, I, I saw many of matches, and he is just thoroughly impressive and someone that I was really hoping to, to get to see live eventually. So we'll see what happens yeah. with this. Pandemic. It was it was Destiny Wrestling and me realizing so many of the wrestlers that I was starting to like there were also in Impact that got yes. me to, that got me to start watching Impact again. Go figure. It's where I figure it's like because Trey Miguel became their the Destiny Next Gen champion, yeah. and Aiden Prince was a big presence on there. Uh, Kevin Blackwood is there. Um, I saw MJF just before AEW started there. Um, I had a chance to see him when MLW came, and I was supposed to go, and then unfortunately I got sick and wasn't able yeah. to make it. And it was like, damn, that would have been one of the you know things to but catch. But it's so like the guy isn't a monster, like he's not huge, but he no. kind of wrestles like with the aura of a monster, but also like super technical. Like it's it's kind of obvious, but he's got the he's got the headset uh, thing, so he's got a little bit of the Steiner brother vibe to him as well, yeah. and he has he has this this pile driver that he does but he puts and you've probably seen it if you've been watching videos he puts yeah. a little bit of like a twist and a snap into it oh yeah and it's, it's super effective if you consider you you want to talk about story over match if you think about all the issues that daniel bryan has had build that entire match around that finisher and the fear that would be induced by the possibility of that finisher and just yeah, the you guy kill people yeah. on the way up, like really killing people, like oh yeah. my god, this is insane. And then, like yeah, I like I say, I like I, I've seen him in Destiny, which is in is in a relatively small venue. It's called the Don Kolov Arena. I typically grab myself a front row seat. I've had the opportunity and the privilege of seeing this dude work up close and personal. The the last match he had was a match that they had in the parking lot of the Don Kolov because that's the only way we could do a, a show yeah. in COVID. And he fought against a guy that I had never seen before, which was Speedball Mike Bailey. And you you need somebody like Alexander. And I wish I knew even more about him than I do, but I don't. Uh, You need somebody that is already established in your brain, like a Josh Alexander, to have you, to introduce you to a wrestler that you don't know. It's, um, we always, we always make the example of when there's somebody new coming into WWE who typically takes the job. It's Dolph Ziggler. On one side, on one side of the coin, well, poor Dolph Ziggler, because he's always taking the job. But there's an entirely different level of of trust in that, because it takes a good wrestler to introduce other wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, not that Daniel Bryan needs introducing, obviously, but, like, there's that built-in, and I would be selfish. I would want to see the set of Destiny show so I could grab a front-row seat, obviously. Who wouldn't want to see it? But, I mean... Josh Alexander, the real belt collector, the uh, Destiny World Champion and current Impact X Division Champion. Just let him walk in there with both belts into Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, a little bit of cocky, even though he's a babyface. I'll take that one, and I'll take that one. (laughs) It'd be good. But like I say, uh, not that I want to see anybody get hurt. Not that I even want to mock the idea of anybody getting hurt. But just that that twist into into the pile driver... um, just guys, if you're listening to me right now and you don't know what I'm talking about and you don't watch Impact, go find Destiny Wrestling on YouTube. Look for any match with Josh Alexander in it. It's so like it the, the way he snaps it, it. Like there's almost there's almost like a fuck you yeah, to like it. Huge like. And I think I think it's enough that you could build a whole match on it. Like I think you could, oh, you, I, certainly could. you could build a psycho a psychological match around just that and I think it would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Anyways, total thriller. So, absolutely. Uh, 
so that's how I'm going to get one of my dream matches in my own backyard at a Destiny show at the Don Koloff, Josh Alexander, double champion versus Brian Danielson, I guess, at that point. Yes. What do you got for us? Um, unfortunately, it can't be Brody Lee, so I would want the Dark Order, of course, John Silver representing at number three. I really like Johnny Hungy. I, oh I enjoy God. his in-ring ability and talent. Uh, height be damned, he acts like he's you know seven feet tall, even though he's barely over five feet, and he is just so incredibly strong. It is unreal what he can do. He's like a man possessed at times, and it's incredible. So I, I would I would love to see his strength play into already Daniel Bryan's small stature. You know, Brian's not this big, big guy to begin with, so that would be interesting to see as well. And add the Dark Order, throwing in some skits and some comedy with Daniel Bryan. You know, you go back to the Team Hell No days, we know he could do it with a comedy. I think it would be funny, not stupid, and, you know, enjoyable with Daniel Bryan. He, he certainly has a, a good grasp on non-stupid comedy for the most part. I felt like all the stuff he did with Kane was believable and funny, not totally ridiculous. There was a couple of things, but nothing too unforgivable. I don't know if you'd lean this way or not, but I think, like like you say, based on the comedy, like super serious, like losing his shit heel Daniel Bryan versus yes. versus, versus uh, thing oh. would be perfect. Like Daniel Bryan, as funny as he can be, could be the straight man for somebody like uh, somebody like that. And it would be really good. And he could just he could sell that. Uh, who else does it really well? Johnny Gargano does it really well. When yeah. there's somebody else losing their shit in the other corner, that mm -hmm. that even though he's sort of the veteran, the holy fuck, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah. While while Johnny Hungy is like freaking out or headbutting the turnbuckle or or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, you know, and especially with the Dark Order being involved, like they don't have to cheat, but they could make it funny and. That could also lead to like maybe him and Hangman Page. I, I don't know how they'd want to pull it off, but they could do a lot with it. I think. Yeah, that that's another thing too. Like with with a choice like that, you've got a match already, but with yeah. association with I'm, Dark Order, not, you could just keep going through. Yeah, I was gonna say not being rude, but somebody like a Hangman Page who's a little higher up the card, like that could be match to build a match done in the best way possible. Well, that's what I'm but saying. I think Dark Order build the Hangman Page match, like that would be the the purpose of that. That's that's really good. That's not one I would have thought of at all. Um, I, I'm having a hard time imagining how fun that would be because I almost think you know you hear you hear wrestlers say it all the time. Oh, occasionally we were in this con this situation that was so ridiculous. I I went into that match like determined to make them crack or make them laugh or something like that. Yeah. You know that they'd be in there with somebody like Brian, they, they determined to like break the, the yeah, stern heel. <laughs> Because Daniel Bryan, when he was the heel, especially when he was, like, the, the environmental guy, like, the lecturing heel, he had a way of, like, doing things with his face that made his face seem really long and, like, drawn out and, and disappointed. Yeah. Like, he, 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 had that, he, had that, he had that parental, like, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed, yeah. You know, if you picture, like, all the Disney villains have, like, the really long face, like, yep. he, he's not animated, but he managed to do that type of thing. Um, and I just think, I think all the young guys in the Dark Order, specifically, like you say, John Silver, 
would be almost on a mission to like make them crack. And I think that could be if if you presented the match the right way, if you presented it in such a way that hey guys, just know in advance this isn't going to be totally serious. Yeah. The whole the whole idea of them trying to make him crack, or if he's the bad guy, making him come back to the light side, tell like a Star Wars type story, <laughs> that would be like not not literally, but you no, know what no, I mean. Like, the, hey the... buddy, we just I don't know why you're so mad. We just want to show you some love. You know, if we gotta beat you up a little bit first to to then show you some love, like. <laughs> Because like Dark that, Order yeah. so, are are so acceptedly goofy at this point. Yes. That but something also like not that like can entirely magic work. and the Alexa Bliss thing where they're disappearing and. Yeah. Thankfully, so. It's no, but not like they they do goofy ridiculous. shit, but like it's sort of like a knowing goofiness. Gargano again. I have to I have to go back to to Gargano in the way and how Austin Theory plays the idiot, but it's so like with a wink and a nod to the camera because oh yeah. do you know what that opens up because you said Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. But uh, that would that would that would open up the possibility of Daniel Bryan versus Colt Cabana. Yeah, that would be amazing. Like you've opened up, th- you've you've taken up your one slot here with like ten matches. Exactly. Possibility. Cheated, hey. All right, it. so I got I got to come up with something that's as fun as that, right? I. Well, hey, it's not a competition, you know. I mean, it is, it is what I win. I mean, if, if your viewers are leaving it down in the comments and see who they'll side with, but no, it's not a competition. Well, I hope the viewers – okay, I hope anybody's leaving any comments in the comment section. Let's be real. But I hope the viewers down in the comment section below are adding some of their own people, some of their own uh, suggestions for people that they want to see. Or if you're wa- if you're listening or watching live, put it in the chat in the side. They're wrestling fans. You know they're going to chime in. <sighs> Love the chime in. It's good. That's right. And by the time this goes out, it'll be just after SmackDown. People will be nice and tired. They'll be nice and loopy. We'll get all kinds of suggestions. We'll get, like, Daniel Bryan versus Chris Statlander because Daniel Bryan is out of this world. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, we're not talking about Daniel Bryan for two seconds. Chris Statlander versus Cameron Grimes. Because to find Chris Statlander, Cameron Grimes had to go to the moon. (laughs) Well, she I, she's had some pretty damn good uh, intergender, intergender matches. matches. Yeah, I, so. sh- I should be just stopped. like Candice LeRae, obviously. <sighs> Wish I could make Candice LeRae into Candice the Lay, but we don't live in that world. I want to. She is the way. Yes, this is the way, not Sasha Banks. Um, so I gotta go so, sort of lean away from the the comedy because you gave us the comedy. I gotta bring us the other way a little bit. Got to lean away from the comedy, away from WWE, away from AEW, away from Impact. I got to lean all the way into something that I don't really have any familiarity with whatsoever, which is New Japan. Mm. Somebody that I've only seen in NXT, but I want to see the non-NXT version of. And I think, as we said before, like the whole, you need to be a great wrestler to introduce me to a wrestler. Yes. I want to see Daniel Bryan versus Kenta. Now that's a great choice. If for no other reason than to just watch them kick the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, because I felt like we got robbed of that ever happening. and it, it, it felt like it was a real possibility for a while, and then things just didn't line up, and I really don't know why. Like, it just... That shouldn't have been the case, but it was, so... It's unfortunate. He ran into but... like a, a big string of injuries right now. Yeah, he just kept getting injured over and over and over again, and that yeah. was the unfortunate nature of it. 
like we talked about, I, I was actually watching a what culture thing earlier today about people and their and their injuries and when we can see them back and whatever. And the one we keep going back to is Tegan Knox because that's fucking tragic. Yes, but uh, she's been essentially. She's robbed. had the same injury three times. Like with her knee. But the one that gets lost in the shuffle is like the 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 rotating series of injuries that kept Kenta in and out, which is unfortunate because like at the top sort of top point of of his NXT career, he was going up against Bobby Roode back when Bobby Roode was still good was for Roode the NXT the champion, guy, not the Dirty Dogs. Hey, I like the Dirty Dogs, but you know I I got to be realistic. <laughs> but um, no, like he had a takeover. NXT Championship match against good Bobby Roode. Yeah, exactly. So, like, and then it just it it all sort of fell away. But honestly, I just I I don't know enough about New Japan, and I don't know enough about who Kent. Like we talked about before with Neville turning into Pack. Yes. And I've seen that because of AEW. Credit to AEW where it's deserved because I take the piss out of them enough. But I don't watch New Japan, so I don't know. What Kenta... I, I used to watch yeah. heavily years ago when when Balor was there. Yes, you mean you know, Fergal Devitt Club and yeah, Prince Devitt. Um, but yeah, no, and uh, the creation of the the Bullet Club and everything that came about with that, and you know that's when I was watching you know more yeah. regularly, and then I just got out of it because it became more difficult to follow when they changed you know like their provider thing when they got their new own network thing and. It was just a pain. I I didn't keep up with it enough, so... Yeah. But it's almost a, a sense of, I need it to be Daniel Bryan, because I already know what Daniel Bryan is, so I don't have to focus on Daniel Bryan. So yeah. let Daniel Bryan be the one that shows me what the this other what this other point. wrestling world is like, and what this guy that I thought I knew, because I watched him in NXT, was like, and just watch them kick the shit out of each other. And considering some of the best matches that I liked of Daniel Bryan in WWE as a whole were his matches with CM Punk, which were few and far between, yeah. to put him up against just a, a random other guy that can kick the shit out of him and still give him a GTS. Like, there is a little bit of storyline synergy there if you want to p pick away at it. Yeah, and they have a similar style to a certain extent, too. So, Or if you want to get really, really meta, you have... Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, I should say, versus Kenta with a masked referee. Masked referee sees Kenta go for the GTS, takes the mask off. It's CM Punk. <laughs> GTS to Kenta, GTS to Daniel Bryan. Best in the world! Scenarios I've heard, oh my god, that one's great, but... Um, no, but no, like, so I, don't, I don't really have anything, like, super deep dive to say about it, other than I just, I just want to see these guys kick and strike the shit out of each Whereas before, what I said about Pac, like, hey, we know that Brian can do this, 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 and this, and yeah. we know that Pac can do this, 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 and this. Let's watch both of them show us everything they can do. I'm way more specific with this, and I just want to see them smack the shit out of each other. <laughs> and that's about it. It's good. Um, so far... We uh, haven't had any doubles, so I haven't had to use any of my own, uh, my uh, secondary no, honor honorable mentions. I, I have not had to either, so... So this is good so far. Uh, so my, let's my, see if we... We'll see. You know, we're, we're kind of coming up. My number two here, it, it's kind of an obvious choice, but I would love white meat 
babyface Daniel Bryan coming out of Wisconsin, wearing flannel, you know, best he could, going against the ultimate heel that I love, MJF. This, this again, the match would be the creme de la creme of everything, but the story that they could tell with the promos, similar to what they're doing now with, with the Pinnacle Inner Circle. I mean, the, MJF was a star last night. The promo he cut was phenomenal. He's He's been, you know, the guy to watch. And I love his opinion, too, how he's tired of everybody, you know, doing all the flippy shit out there and killing themselves, not going to be able to walk in a couple of years. He wants to bring back psychology to wrestling and make it less about spots. I love that. I do think it's awesome, though, because he gets booed because he's out there saying what some of the fans say, but what he's saying is, hey, this, hey, fans, that, that opinion that you have, it's my opinion too, so you guys are heels too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love it. And if you, you know, if it, if it falls back on him in any, in any negative light, he can just literally say, oh, I'm just saying it as a heel, you know, it's I'm, I'm in character. <laughs> so he could be defended too. Okay, I might be a total asshole. I want to see MJF cut a promo. On Daniel Bryan's kids. Oh yeah, I would love to see MJF just just eviscerate Daniel Bryan best he could, and then Daniel Bryan, you know, comes out and just lays him out, and then it turns into this stellar feud. And I would have MJF win, obviously, but gets a slap from Bree. Yeah, you know, really, really make it. Or personal. he either gets Without a slap from Bree, or he's like cutting the promo on Daniel, and it's not having any effect. And he turns to Bree, who's, like, in the corner, and just starts spewing some of the, like, the raunchiest shit. Like, just... Sadly, I don't think they can use Bree, and I know it's fantasy, but even still, because they're... No, still... I mean, like, obviously, if she was available, da 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 Yeah. Uh, it sucks that, that that's the, the reality of it, though, that if he does leave, he can't even go with his wife to places, because yeah. she's still captured there. Property of... Hey, I mean, it worked for uh, Sean Spears and Peyton Ro Oh... Oh, and I mean, that's <laughs> part of the reason why Zelina Vega is apparently going back to WWE is because her husband is still contracted for some time, and on top of it, uh, he, he doesn't really want to leave. He likes the story that I guess they have coming up for him. He's gone through some great physical transformations with his body. He looks better than ever, so I guess they have big plans for him. I guess the Twitch game wasn't too nice to her. Anyways, what? Um, I didn't say that. <laughs> That was your number two, uh, or my number two, excuse me, and uh, what would be your number two? Um, stretching the definition of, like, hey, they can both do this, so I think it would be a good match. I don't doubt that he can, but I've never really seen Daniel Bryan as, like, a really, like, intentionally hardcore guy. I'd never really seen him as, like you know, a deathmatch guy, I've never really seen him as, you know, somebody who would have, like, tipped the top at, like, an ECW, like, the stereotype of ECW type of thing, right? Like, it's not, I don't doubt that he could do it, but it's not, he's not one that I would put in that scenario, typically. Yeah. Is, is that a fair thing to say? No, that makes, that makes sense. So, let me take Daniel Bryan completely out of his element, throw him in a no-holds-barred, like, whatever you want to call it, dark match, lights out match, whatever you want to call it, with the Callahan death machine. Ooh. <laughs> Sammy Callahan versus 
versus uh, versus Daniel Bryan. Now he's on my list. You finally got one, bud. Okay. Okay. About time. That's okay. I got I got somebody else that I can uh, that no, I no, can. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is I'm glad we finally had yeah. one that was on there. He was my. My high for number one, actually. So that's nice. In case you had mentioned one, I said I've got one more that I want to have. So ah, yeah, gotcha. Alien on my list here for a damn good reason. The you know current purveyor of violence, really forget forget Tommy Dreamer. You know he is he is crazy bastard, and I would love to see what he could do. Like you said, taking Daniel Bryan out of his element really could be something stellar. I'm I'm all about that. That's my word of the night. But hey. I mean, I didn't see him very much until very recently on Impact since he left NXT as Solomon Crow, and I didn't know what yeah, I was I missing. Didn't care but he he all. was in a really weird he was in a really weird position in Impact when I sort of started catching what they were doing there because it was he was going he or he was the champion. He was trying to be the champion, but still do all hardcore shit and cage matches and barbed wire and all that sort of thing. Yeah. A- and we were integrating this idea that Tessa Blanchard was going for the big main world title. Yeah, and she was you were take the belt from him. And, and you were integrating, okay, not only is she going to go for the title, but we're going to throw her in a men's hardcore match. Environment, yeah. Environment exactly. with somebody and like Sammy Callahan. She's going to so, prosper, too. And she did prosper, for sure. But there's exactly. so much... So that's the... There's so many different ways for him. I think there's a lot on the line, like outside of the storyline, outside of the in-ring work. There's so much that could have gone bad with that for him to take that on his shoulders to be like, okay, she's going to do this and I'm going to be the one that helps her do this. But okay, if they put her in a hardcore match with a dude and she gets hurt, the company's going to get shit on, obviously. But, you know, Callahan's going to be black marked. Yeah, un- un- unfortunate as, and that's not any fault of Blanchard, obviously, but no. he was he was put in such a unique position with all those different elements that I was just like, he just pulled it off like it was nothing, and he maintained while he must have had so much going on in his head, he maintained that I absolutely don't give a fuck mentality and presentation, and like, but you, you can tell he was striving to make it work. Yeah, like you could tell, like here's a guy who looked at a female, like Tessa Blanchard is not your typical female, let's be real, but still, looking across the ring at a... certainly stockier and built, you know... Yeah, and she's a badass, let's be real, like, like oh, no, not... she is, but not, she's built like that prototypical yeah, wrestler, too. You not know, not politically popular, but she's a badass. <laughs> but, like, yeah, no even doubt. still, like, take all that away, there's still this guy standing across the ring with every single piece of sharp metal you can imagine, and making you totally believe that he's gonna cut this woman up. Yeah, and not and, it, and not flinching in that role. I think that's so. Now Impact does intergender wrestling anyway, so there's a little bit of leeway there. Yeah, but, but that was such a unique like, role. I hate to, to put... be like, oh, that's sick, but it was. It was. It was. It yeah. was a good and bad way. Like, oh, that's violent and sadistic. But I don't. But I don't think really in the cool. in the modern in the modern landscape of wrestling, and you can J- Jake, you can let me know if I'm straying into hyperbole here. I don't think there's any more. Not necessarily difficult, but. I don't think there's any more unique situation you could put a male wrestler in these days. No, there's really not. You're not being hyperbolic at all there, I, I don't think. I think that's a perfect, you know, statement because uh, that's really just how it's going at this point. And I think it's funny as well because in most of these scenarios, I would be looking to Daniel Bryan to make the other guy look good. But I think in this case, 
you sort of put the shoe on the other foot because it's sort of in Callahan's wheelhouse. So I think there would be an element of him sort of bringing Daniel through. Not because yes. Daniel Bryan, not because Daniel needs help as a wrestler, obviously, but like no. here's all this fucked up shit we're doing, and I do this fucked up shit every day. Let me show you how to do it safely and not break your face. <laughs> oh, speaking of, and it's not even a Sammy Callahan thing, but just thinking of six spots, uh, the last Impact pay per view, and it wasn't even Sammy Callahan; it was Josh Alexander winning the X Division Championship from Trey Miguel. Mm -hmm. He yeah. got body slammed on a uh, they had flipped a table upside down. Yeah, oh, I saw the gif. And he, and he slammed him back first on the legs of yeah, the table. Yeah, no, like the U of the leg. So he like yeah. landed perfectly in between. It was like, oh, dear God. Like, that's that's one of those things that's not, that's not gross, but it is gross. Exactly. It was, it was painful to be And like, to pull uh, off that kind of stuff. Major and flinch. So now to take that to the even more, like, uh, visceral levels that a Sammy Callahan would say, it's like, Daniel, we know you're a hell of a wrestler. But let me show you how we do this without dying. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I, it, this is one of the only ones that I'm going to bring up where I think Daniel Bryan would be the one that needs to be put over because he's out of his element. Sort of like uh, fully. Yeah, he's not a hardcore guy. Fully put over Edge at WrestleMania in a hardcore match so that Edge could sort of have like the blessing of the hardcore guy in the hardcore match. Yeah. I would want to see Daniel Bryan go over, and again, not in any real way, not in any actual injury type way, but an absolutely desperate, blood-soaked, victorious Daniel Bryan. Oh, that would be great. be fantastic. It would be so entertaining. Absolutely. All so, right. so you got a number one. My number one. Uh, I, I originally wanted Sammy Callahan. It's funny that you said that, but I have an ultimate replacement, and it is, drumroll please, Luther. Hmm. Yeah. The Japanese... No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. It's Marco Stunt. <laughs> Marco Stunt... No, no, really, it's... <laughs> Sorry, you said Luther, and I thought Wardlow for some reason. <laughs> That's why I was actually thinking about what my response was going to no, be. The, Jericho's best friend and dad, Japanese deathmatch legend, Luther, finally doing something that isn't nothing. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Something I that him, isn't so. nothing. <laughs> it, it, you got a main event because it. it's your friend's birthday. <laughs> Basically. You, you get to claim, you know, the extra tokens at the Chuck E. Cheese. That's how it feels. Oh, my God. So my number one is Sammy Guevara. I I am captivated by him as a, you know, as you a what's really bad? Much, Can I tell you something really know? quick? What's that? When I said Callahan and you said mm -hmm. you also had Callahan, I looked at the brackets next to Callahan yeah. And in the brackets next to Sammy Callahan, I have Sammy Guevara. <laughs> oh, do you see? So I stole what of yours then. I do. I have Sammy Callahan and Sammy Guevara. So you're going to have to so... come up with one more then because I took one of yours. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to use one of your alternates back, as well. One of my alternates would be Brian Cage. Ah. Uh... Yeah, but Sammy Guevara, I am all about. I want to see Sammy Guevara face heel no matter what they do with him he's so exciting in the ring and i think that that would just be so much fun to have them just destroy each other and do some crazy stuff sammy's willing to put his body through hell so is daniel and i think they could do some really wild stuff you say daniel bryan and sammy guevara you know what i immediately think of what's that bret hart versus eddie guerrero Ooh, yeah that that does have that kind of feel to it like, and that's, and I'm not just saying, I'm not trying to do the typical, oh, so-and-so is the next so-and-so, but, like, that's the amount of respect I would put on that 
match. And a lot of, and to be fair, a lot of that credit goes to Jericho and all the work that Jericho's done with Guevara to get him over. But yeah, God, but no, God no damn. Doubt about it, but. Um, again, it's one of those situations where I could sort of see, like you say, face or heel, but Daniel Bryan would have to be kind of the straight guy to let Sammy Guevara's obnoxiousness just sort of fill the ring. Yeah. And I think it'd be it would be one of those technical matches where like every time Sammy Guevara goes to do something really cocky, and Daniel Bryan's just like nope and like swats it away, or like goes for an arm. Okay, you go for an arm, I'll take your leg. You know, kick, yeah. you kick my dog, I'll kick your cat type exactly. of match. It's uh, I would plot that out as like a slow, kind of embarrassing, like uh, a gradual like accelerating humbling of Sammy Guevara and I would do it to such a point where it ends like it would go to a fever pitch and it would meet its absolute point of frustration and whatever and then end it on a handshake because they've both taken something from each other and that's it's all story we've said it in in a bunch of these matches now it's all story Josh Alexander breaking Daniel Bryan's neck with the twisting powerbomb is a story Kenta kicking the shit out of Daniel Bryan is a story Pac being the mirror image of Daniel Bryan is the that's such a a good show some way for his life you know in the end and doing this crazy stuff all of it yeah exactly it all it all winds up so who's your number one then my number one for anybody, because I don't talk about AEW much on my channel, because I'm the NXT guy. I'm the I'm the guy that's super biased. I'm secretly getting paid off by Triple H, apparently, <laughs> even though, even though just just no, I it's I would love to I would love to have that kind of money. I would love to be Scrooge McDuckin and clucking on that kind kind of money, but I'm just not. Wouldn't we but, all? Well, true. Uh, also, Shag and Stephanie isn't a bad you know perk. <laughs> two <laughs> no, two perks. Not. I should have had a better joke there. It just didn't happen. But anybody that has heard me talk at any length about uh, AEW, I've mentioned Guevara, who we've already talked about. I've mentioned Jungle Boy, who's not on my list, unfortunately. I've mentioned MJF, who you've already talked about. And up until last night, the TNT champion, Darby Allin. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to choose him. That's honestly the only reason why I didn't have him selected. I figured I, I kind of assumed that that would be a spaz choice. So, Like, Darby Allen to me, is as obvious a choice as Kenny Omega is to the broader audience, if yes, you put, if you put this out to a survey. he's most over now as well, so exactly. He's got himself, you know, really... Uh, really over as far as, you know, AEW's audience is concerned, and He's doing a lot of great things. So it's, see, it's, he's it's... one of those guys, though, and I, I know I know it's getting old the uh, the comparisons between Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy, but I'll, I'll draw a more generic comparison. Hold on, my headset's caught on something, which is always yeah. awesome. Um, I'll draw a more generic comparison to Darby Allen now to early days Hardy Hardy Boys in general. It's a rare thing in wrestling. Why am I beeping? Why is that a thing? <laughs> Um, I don't think, and I mean, Darby Allen did get himself over. Don't let me say that he didn't, but I don't think it's as much that he got himself over as the crowd took one look at this kid and adopted him. Yeah, they just were like, and there's hey, such a guy's... genuine. 
like we want to see him go out there and have the kind of matches that he has where he kills himself but also we want to wrap him in bubble wrap and make sure nothing happens to him ever (laughs) like it's those two things in equal measure get hurt and i just think like in a in a different way in a more realistic character type of way uh wwe fans did the same thing with daniel bryan and i think oh absolutely i think this is a situation the match would be great i mean daniel bryan it would be a one of the few situations where daniel bryan would be the slower wrestler in the ring like your your example of uh john silver would be another one because he's he's a little firecracker right yeah he's but darby allen lucky. is like he have you ever played you've played the 2k games right Yes. You know when you get into certain levels of the uh, of the career mode and they put you in a challenge where like the the whole game operates at like 1.5 speed and it's not yes. quite realistic. Yes. Darby has that. He he has that in real life, absolutely. And he no he moves in a way and it's not just like, "Oh, there he goes. He's speeding up. He's now running fast. He's bouncing quickly or whatever." He moves in a way that doesn't look like it's happening in real time. Yes, and it's, and it's that's a, that's a convoluted way for me to say what I'm saying, but like I mean it in the, in the most positive way possible. To have a match where Daniel Bryan is the guy, like not struggling, but he like the the focus is on him is like can he keep up with Darby Allen? Whereas yeah, exactly. you put Daniel Bryan in a lot of the matches he's had with a lot of the giants that he's fought, the all the giants have had to follow him. So for him to follow Darby, and again like your John Silver example how many how many matches is daniel bryan in where he's the bigger guy yeah like it's and i mean just he's 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 gonna know everything he needs to do to get everything that darby has out and i think it's, oh absolutely it's, it's he's such a know how to handle it how to how to you know damage and you know he'll have the, the strategy from being a veteran yeah. so that's always good to see how he can capitalize as well it, it would be interesting to see and Again, I don't want to focus on Daniel Bryan and all the injuries that he's had and whatever. So obviously, there's certain things he has to do to take care of himself in yeah, the ring. Yeah, but I think the they're ring. willing to make sure that he's okay. You know, yeah, they're they're, they're going to do what's right by Daniel. So yeah, no, I'm just my, my point. My point in saying that is he has had to obviously find ways to take care of himself in the ring. It would be really weird, or it would be really, I guess, interesting is the word to see how that meshes with Darby Allen, who very clearly does not give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like, Daniel Bryan would... like the. I think the one danger of this match is you run the risk of Daniel Bryan being the wrestler that looks like he's holding back. But again, that's by necessity, and that's when you throw it to the commentary to, like, smooth that part of the story over. And commentary, depending on who it is, is, uh, you know, not... Exactly. Uh, they, they could build it and put it over, so... Yeah, they can. Hold on, talk yeah, for sure. talk for a second. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about it. But when you go through the list, I mean, Jay White was somebody else that I considered. Brian Cage, I mean, obviously Orange Cassidy, we we neither mentioned, but he's another one as well. So there we go. Yeah, I mean, Orange Cassidy, certain one we didn't mention. I said Jay White as another one I had on my list. Brian Cage, I spoke of briefly before, but yeah. Jay White. Jay White's not anybody I can speak anything of, even though I've heard his name a bunch of times. I have not seen a single Jay He's White match. He's a better version of Seth Rollins at this point. You've, so. you've mentioned that to me. You you yes. have mentioned that to me. Uh, I gotta say, my my one uh, you know sort of secondary pick was Guevara. Uh, the other two, 
Uh, one of them's uh, an old school, like I got a little bit of a soft spot in my heart for TNA back when it was good. So I got Kazarian on there. There you go. Because the guy's just a solid pro. He's yeah, like he's, he's a classic. He's he, Randy he, Orton if Randy Orton was a cruiserweight. Yes, he and Daniels always deliver. So yeah, the other one, uh, just because I think it would be hilarious, is Orange Cassidy. Yeah, that's that's another one that I'd said you know that we didn't really consider, but I think he's a, a certainly a stellar name that's a top contender right now. He's going to be going against Omega in that triple threat, and he's built his name up. So you know what I want to see. That. And I know you have to go because you have to go do Joe things. I get that. Yes, indeed. The one but. thing I do, the one showdown I do want to see in the ring is the Orange Cassidy like I don't give a shit kicks versus the Daniel Bryan yes kicks. So it'd be like exactly eh. that would be hilarious. So it'd be like eh, smack, eh, smack. <laughs> yeah, you get the audience uh and chanting yes at the same time. That would be. No, but the thing would be wonderful. is Daniel Bryan would sell more than Orange Cassidy, and that would be that would be the gag. Yes, and that would be hilarious for him to sell for once. No, what would be hilarious is if we put out this podcast and then it's been announced that, hey, next week Daniel Bryan has re-signed with WWE. We welcome him back to his next five-year contract. And Yeah, I could see this happening because of his wife and money. And, and at that point you send I don't him to know. NXT. At that point you send him to NXT and have takeover matches with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor <laughs> and fucking Daniel Bryan versus Pete Dunne, man. Like, it has to happen. It does. It really does. It does. Or, like, if he was still in his prime, no offense, like, Daniel Bryan versus prime William Regal. Now that would be excellent. Anyways, I think we've gotten way more than ten, considering the title of this is going to be, like, ten cool matches Daniel Bryan could have or something like that. And it's been good to have you back, buddy. Good to good it's to hear you back in the land of the you. living. Thank you. Very very missed... quickly because I know you got one foot out the door already. Tell people where to find you. You can find me at uh, Twitter at Countdown Ended, or you can go ahead and find me on the Joe Cronin Show. And you guys know where to find me, or you wouldn't be here. I've been Spaz. He's been Jake. We are typically your NXT reality check, except not this time. So fantasy booking reality check. I just fucked up the outro. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to you every last one of you later. But for right now, me and the man, the myth, the legend, super sexy Jake DeMarco are tagging out. Bye, guys. Yeah, baby.